In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amazing how time will fly by last weekend, Christ the Sunday, Christ the King Sunday weekend, and then this weekend, we are already now on the first Sunday of Advent. And as we begin this new time of the year, this new liturgical year for us, so this is our new year for us as Catholics, we begin this journey of Advent, preparing, for, of course, as we know, for the coming of our Lord. Now, we just heard all these Mass readings, and one thing that might have stuck out for us all is that they don't mention anything really about Christmas, you know, nothing whatsoever about the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, that is indeed what we're building up to on December 25th. Well, it's a reminder to us from Holy Mother Church that the season of Advent it actually has a twofold purpose for us all. And yes, the obvious one being that we are preparing for the birth of Jesus on Christmas, but the other advent that we are preparing for is his second coming, his second coming at the end of time. That's why our mass readings have the tone that they do. They are talking about the end of the world. They're talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And this particular gospel text we heard from St. Matthew here, if you took it out a little bit longer on the verses, you would get a fuller picture of indeed that second coming. This is a popular text for a lot of our Protestant brethren who like to bring up the rapture, that some people will be taken and some people will be left because of these verses we heard of, two men will be out in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken, and one will be left. The good thing is that the rapture is not real. It's something made up. It's nothing, it has no basis whatsoever in uh, reality. It's not going to happen. What this particular passage is referring to is the end of time, and how one will be taken, one will be taken to heaven, and one will be left. One will be left to do what? Well, they receive their condemnation. That is what that passage is referring to, not the rapture. It's referring to the second coming, the second advent of Jesus Christ. So as we begin this great season of Advent, this great time of preparation, our preparation, we indeed, we prepare for Christmas Day, but it should be also the mindset that, yes, I'm preparing for Christ to come, his birth on Christmas, but I'm also preparing for his second coming at the same time, his second coming at the end of time. So, St. Paul, he helps us. He helps us to give kind of a guideline, a format. How can we approach Advent? And he goes through a list of sins that we should definitely not be partaking in. We should be eliminating if they are something we struggle with. No, not to get, indulge in orgies and drunkenness and promiscuity and lust, not in rivalry and jealousy. So, Advent is a time for us to focus on eradicating more sins from our lives. That's why we have more frequent confession during this time of the year. Here at St. Bridget's, it's going to be this upcoming Wednesday for us, starting at 6.45 p.m., our Advent penance service. But then, St. Paul also goes further. And he uses, think of clothing, putting on clothing, taking, on, taking off clothing. He uses this kind of analogy for us to visualize how can we approach Advent. He says... Let us then throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. So St. Paul's telling us, indeed, we need to 
lessen and try to eliminate sin as much as we're able to because we are fallen individuals during the season of Advent. We need to, in other words, also receive more of God's grace. That's the armor of light, God's grace. We need to receive more of God's grace during this concentrated period during the season of Advent. So how do we receive more of God's loving grace? Well, very exponentially so. That happens in the sacraments of the church. That's why we do provide more confessions during the season of Advent and why it's encouraged to try to observe some greater form of prayer during the season of Advent as well, challenging oneself a little bit. Seeing the color violet, she reminds us of not just Advent but also Lent because Advent is a penitential season. So not to the degree, of course, that Lent is, but still a little bit of penance is definitely part of the season of Advent. So we got to think, what, what can I do from prayer, fasting, almsgiving? Almsgiving, we probably all, I would just take a guess. That's why we probably do pretty well because it's just something that's so common this time of the year as we build up to Christmas especially. But probably prayer and fasting are areas that we may not dive into as much. But just as a whole, what is it that any one of us can do to observe prayer, fasting, almsgiving during the season of Advent, just taking St. Paul's advice more to heart so that we can build up more of God's grace in our lives, putting on God's grace, putting on the armor of light and throwing away the works of darkness, putting away any provision for the desires of the flesh using St. Paul's words. To conclude, Advent is a beautiful time of the year, time that we prepare for Christmas, and we also prepare for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ at the end of time. How much joy we want to have on Christmas Day, it does depend in part on how much work we put into the season of Advent. And my friends, at the same time, when you think of it, the work you put in to prepare for Christmas and how much joy you want to receive on that day is also the same approach that one should have as they prepare for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's not a moment of fear, but it's a moment of joy of welcoming him again into our world, into our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.